Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Feed the Pigs by Oscar Jerome album dropped today. The album is called Spoon. Shout out to Oscar Jerome. We play him a lot on this show, but I am absolutely impressed uh, with the album. I absolutely love it. And we played you a new one by Micaiah McRaven. Micaiah just came out with a new album, and it's absolutely sensational. I love this guy's work ethic. He's all, always releasing music, <laughs> and it's always absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe the quality control that he's got as well. It's called In These Times. It's another 10 tracks of like epicness and varied textures and everything. Yeah. And at the top of that musical section, you heard Not Even Close, Too Far Off, The Bad Plus, um, absolutely love that album it came out two weeks ago I believe and you know famous jazz trio piano trio but this album there is no piano it is guitar and saxophone instead and it is a really really cool thing I digress well it was not really a digression here we are our guest is here um, this guest has come on the show and I don't want to pick a fight you know because I'm not, I'm not a fight a fighting type but I'm a little bit offended that we weren't the first person to interview her on this run but we'll get, we'll get past it we'll get past it um, I understand that there's other radio shows uh, but thank you for coming in advance uh, so uh, a travesty she hasn't been on yet because we you know knowing the a lot of the members of the band of the record that's coming and being a part of the scenes that she's been a part of for a while I find it to be uh, a shocker that this is our first time speaking to her on the show <laughs> uh, absolutely spellbinding singer songstress and I can't wait for this record and she's been in hibernation I want to know what she's been up to the hero the one the only Yasmin Lacey <laughs> yeah that was an amazing introduction thank you Please forgive me for not coming on sooner. <laughs> he's, he's good at those, isn't he? <laughs> that was good. That how, was good how are you? I'm doing very well, feeling very warm um, and uh, relaxed and pleased to be here. <laughs> Lovely. And talk about the, uh, well, you, you can talk a little bit about the new record that's coming, can't you? What, what, can, you, what, can, what can you tell us? <laughs> you I'm on eggshells. Um, I've been making loads of new music. Yeah. with Dave Akuma, which I think everyone knows, Amazing. and um, yeah. some other people. And, um, yeah, I've been doing it sort of on off. Um, someone asked me the other day, how comes this, like, a couple of years? And it's like, I don't know, actually. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> Just life and yeah. Uh, yeah. taking my time. And sometimes, not, not everyday music. Like, I don't make music every day. So it comes when it comes, you know what I mean? Then, when you say that, I don't make music every day, is, is that, like, you consciously... Don't force it. You just. I can't. It makes me stressed. Like if I I sit down and it's like I'm gonna write a song and then it's like well, 
okay it, i don't know i just don't like mm. that thing i think i listen to music every day i engage with music every day i fall in love with music every day but writing my own stuff not but it can just come in drifts and dabs so even if i'm not writing a song i might just write down like one sentence mm. today like this morning i just wrote one sentence probably come in handy in about six months mm. time but it's not <laughs> always like this thing like that maybe i yeah. should have a little bit more discipline no no it, that's but i don't <laughs> That's I, that's I I love nobody does it the same way you know yeah that's, that's exactly why I ask those questions yeah it's always good to get into the creative process because everyone has and there's no right or wrong way right like yeah yeah I've been learning that and like since I've been back in London spending a lot more time with more musicians and everyone does do it different and I think mm. it's okay just whatever your process is as long as it feels comfortable and authentic to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that, uh, I don't know. Also, most of the stuff I write is just from personal experience or mm. personal observation. So sometimes I just have to like live life for a little bit. Do you know mm. what I mean? And then mm. just see what happens and then something will come up. That's the thing. You've got to have something to, to talk about in your, in your lyrics. You can't <laughs> yeah. just stay in and be a hermit and like there's there's going to be nothing to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. like, yeah. Get out of there, but you do live your your best life, and I and I love that about you, Yasmin. Like <laughs> you're always out at gigs. You know, you're you're checking out. You're a fan. You're a, you're a passionate fan of yeah. your peers as well, and I I love that about you. Yeah, I'm. Mm. A, you know what? It's, I think because I'm a fan first and foremost. Mm. I didn't. You know, all the musicians I know, I've been lucky enough to meet through going to gigs or through me then starting to do music a bit later. Mm. But I just love gigs. So that's how I fell in love with music. I I didn't really set out to do this, so that's just kind of come is, around is there a gig where you were like you can remember you like where you left and you're like i think i have to make music honestly if you want me to be honest never um because because before i was doing music i was running a children's charity and i was totally into that you know and i i i i started to meet a lot of musicians and make like quietly stuff with them but it was just for jokes mm. you know mm. and um so i never have that thing of like feeling like that's when I look at someone and say, I feel like, cool, so they're doing this, so I need to do this, or that's amazing, I wish I could do that. I'm just like, wow. And I just take it all in yeah. and then I just like, mm. you know, because I just love it first. And I suppose part of that is the thing of being like, oh, they're the musicians and then there's me. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? I get to hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Is there a musician that was like really leaning into you, like you needed, you know, really pushing you to, to make music? It was actually my friend. I was in a in a, the pub in the smoking area. Of course, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in the pub in the smoking area and had a few drinks and I was singing because I've had a few drinks. And then uh, this was when I was living in Nottingham. And my friend at the time was like, you know, she was like, you need to do this kind of thing. And uh, someone else that night was like, I can tell you can sing because the tone of your voice. And I was like, nah. And and I just had to play. Uh, with my friend and she played guitar and we just used to sit on my bed and make stuff and then yeah it mm. sort of went from mm. there mm. yeah you you grew up in Nottingham right no I'm like London born and oh, you're London. I left like late I left in my early 20s oh okay so I you just come back but you but you lived there for a while I lived there for like 10 years right okay yeah how was that and what's the music scene like there the, you know Nottingham will always be like a second home because that's where I started music. And sometimes I wonder about that, you know, like I knew some musicians and stuff like that and lots of creative people before I left and I just 
Now I think back, I think, would I have ever done it if mm, I was here? Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like knowing DJs and going to see them play and then meeting musicians and just going as a fan. I don't know that I, one would have had the confidence to be like, I feel like I want to express myself. I'm going to go in for it. Because there's so much going. and There's and, so much. yeah. yeah. That I think sense. I would have felt intimidating and when I went to Nottingham, not that there isn't lots of music, but just the way I moved into that space was really natural and through friendships and connections mm. first. And then that's what made it feel easier to come. The music scene is great there. It's very encouraging um, and people come out and watch gigs, you know what I mean? And it's mm. like when you're starting out, people are like, you know, big hug kind of vibes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, it felt like a really nurturing place to start that. Wicked. And yeah, that's amazing. I need to go to Nottingham. Uh, <laughs> so, <come> to not. <laughs> where, where, where in London did you grow up then? In Manor Park in E12. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm East London, and I'm back in East London now. Yeah. Um, and although I'm quite fond of South London now. Oh, you're a now. South. You're breakaway South person now. <laughs> I don't know if I say that on the radio. Everyone's gonna be like, "You are," but no, I do love it. And and because I've been making music with people there, it's like now yeah. I'm like, "Oh, do you know?" Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, East London. I've got an affinity for East. Actually, I've have like, you? Yeah, I love East London. But Why? Because it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's the best. Uh, before we play some of your musical choices. Um, I don't want to go too much on, on a nerd tangent here, but what's it like working with Dave Akumu? Because I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Dave, Dave's productions, his guitar playing, his own music. I'm I, I, the more I n learn about him, the more I listen to him. I'm I'm proper fan. Yeah. Did you sit down and write with him, or did you come with it already <laughs> done? And he just he, tell me a little bit about what it's like to work with him and how that happened. Honestly, and I I love when people say that when I'm meeting people and they're like, oh, I love Dave Akumu because. It's not one of those things like where people love him and then you say, oh no. He is absolutely amazing. He's so talented and he really held my hand through this whole process. And well, the thing about Dave is, one, he's just a legend, like super yeah. talented. It comes very naturally to him. His thing is like, he doesn't force things in a space, which mm. makes you feel totally at ease. I was like, <gasps> do you know what I mean? Mm. And with Dave, I feel like it was destined to happen with me and him because we were supposed to have a session maybe like five years ago. And it, the times didn't match up and I was super shy. And I think when it came out, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, and then this time it's like, honestly as well, we just spent a lot of time chatting and getting mm. jokes for a little while. And he's very intuitive. So he can sense the vibe in the room. And I think he know, knew that I needed that a little bit, right. you know, like, mm. and he is hilarious. And, you know, we made stuff together in the room. We spent time together, just me and him going through stuff. And then some stuff I just made and, um, you know, brought to him and we worked yeah. on that after that. Yeah. But he really is incredible. I feel like, um, I've got a lifelong friend as well as like collaborator there, you know? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. He's Good great. Good to hear. Big up the Dave Akume. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he, he probably gets that a lot because he's just such a virtuoso and you know esteemed producer and you know mm -hmm. incredible band leader and everything so he just sort of needs to sort of demystify a bit <laughs> the mystique because he is quite mysterious do you he know is, what I mean as well I mean it's that's the thing with Dave it's like if I said that to him like oh you're Dave so mysterious he'd just laugh because yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's never anything that yeah. he he's just does his thing you know yeah um and 
he loves music in all ways and he just like mm. yeah he's he honestly it was one of the best things about making this track well let's let's listen to um some of your music that you've chosen uh yeah. i love all your choices by the way so it's yes. gonna be hard to narrow it down but is there one you'd like to start with um ah. we've got some steve lacy there which we love we've got some Flylo. we've got yeah let's anything what do you want to do steve lacy first yeah and why did you choose this one you know, um, Zach uh, Mello said this guy that I've been making a lot of music with. We've got such... Uh, he's always putting me on stuff. I mean, I knew Steve Lacey anyway, but he... When the album came out, he was like, yeah, you need to take time and get into this. And I was like, yeah, 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 I will. Do you know what I mean? But then when I actually sat with it, I was like, oh, my God. This is yeah. the right... And I love, I love when you get, like, a proper sense of someone. Mm. you know what I mean their story where they're at what they're learning about themselves right? what they're experiencing what their life experience looks like at this moment and I definitely get that with this record like the way it sounds exciting lyrically exciting yeah <laughs> Soho Radio, that was Pieces, the new single by Yasmin Lacey. We're here with the artist in question. <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us about the new single. Um, that one, yeah, it's like a little, you know, a little heartbreak one. What can <laughs> I say? Uh, all the things that you don't get to say in the moment, I suppose. But I also feel with that one that it's, um, it's heartbreaking, but also there's a lot of hope in there. It's also like a thank you letter to a love that was, you know? Not just mm. like ah, send it. You know, so um, yeah, that that I started to write that with um, when I came to London. I was like going to Sarah Tandy's and we were like sitting in her attic. Shout out to Sarah Tandy. Exactly, and we were eating loads of chocolate and drinking red wine, and then we just started like making something. And she was like playing the chords, and I was like that, that, just loop that. And she was just like that. just that, and I was like just loop that, and then. I went home that this one is special for the fact that it's like I never write stuff in one go. Mm. It just doesn't happen like that mm. for me. Like, I how, like what, how many drafts is normal for you then? It's not really a draft thing. It's like, okay, I'll be in the studio, I'll get the melody and I'll be like, what does this make me feel like? What have I been thinking about lately or writing about lately, like separate from lyrics? And then I'll be like, boom, this is the hook. Usually the hook comes first, the sentiment of the song. You know what I mean? They're like the bit of the song. And then I think, like, how am I going to express this? I don't really draw things. I'll, like, write it, and then I'm just, like, cool. And then I'll go to record it, and maybe I'll change some things, like, when I'm doing it, like, doing the flow of it, it might not work. But this one, I just went, so I might write a hook, and then, you know, two weeks I'll come back to it, I'll be like, okay, first verse done. Two more days, the second verse done. But then with this one, it's like I went home that night, and I played it, the recording of the chords and then I just put my phone quickly um, to do like a voice note and then it just came out. We actually chopped some stuff down because <laughs> I was just like letting it all out. Then went back to Sarah, took it to Dave, you know, 
uh, yeah. So you you sort of hang in the jazz circles, like like all our favourite top jazz people, really. Like that's that's quite interesting to me because obviously, like there's a lot of soul and R and B in your in your voice and everything like that. But had I mean, is that is are these the musicians that you naturally gravitated to in London, like when you were t- hanging out at jam sessions, and how d- how did this friendship circle how did it come about come about yeah how did it come about you know what i actually haven't been to any jam sessions i go to watch i don't participate i'm i'm like super shy man like i can't just pull up and just be like cool give it a mic like it's it's like that's making me nervous now (laughs) Uh, i just i i can't do it and uh you know it's a different thing right like it is a different thing preparing to do your gig and going and doing your gig is a much different thing than like just throw me in the stage throw with, me in yeah, yeah. with these season musicians. Like. As well, like the open <laughs> mic sort of R and B scene is very like turn up and show us your chops kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? It's like come and on then, like, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, do what? us your best, like Mariah and Whitney. <laughs> yeah, you know? and I just I love I love going to jam session. I just watch I have the time of my life, but I just I I haven't done that yet. Mm. So it wasn't from that. I think I. I, I was super lucky that when I put out that first record, uh, you know, and I, because I'm a fan of people, you know, most people that like sometimes that I chat to now, they're like, remember when you inbox me? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love this record so much. I'm playing this. Da, da, da. I had the charity back then. I used to drive a minibus um, with all the kids in it. And I used to be like, right, we're listening to this one. So just connecting with them through social I, media. I have to stop you. That. I have to stop you because like for me, like writing an artist in their inbox are saying like I'm listening to your yeah. stuff like that free, like I don't know bringing myself to do that I've thought about it many it times I, I'm like I can't DM what? this dude like what, how am I gonna DM this person that I've saw once <laughs> in the street who I'm bumping the hell out of the record it just seemed seemed strange so, so like was it just something you would do naturally or was it like I'm making music you know, and I would love to work with this person you know what person? it is it's just like you know when you get a song uh, when I was when before just before I started making music my relationship with music is like total comfort. You know, I used to live on my own. I was running this charity and it was like lots of work. And, you know, I spent, you know, come home late, start really early. And music was just, music and radio was my place. And it was giving so much to me that it felt very natural just to be like, boom, like I love this stuff. I don't, it was never to be like, I want to work with you or I'm waiting for a reply back. It's just that in that moment, certain songs would make me feel like... Mm so supported or someone's found the words to say the things that you're thinking in your head or just I love a song so much and it lifts my mood that I'm just like I just have to say it like yeah. you know I don't actually slide in the DMs in any other way yeah. but it's just like in that yeah. I just don't feel away because I'm just like also no one's gonna be like why are they messaging me to say a nice thing that's yeah, true. you know yeah. so if I was saying something else I might think twice about it but yeah. and then I met um, I supported Ezra Collective in Nottingham and I got to know them. Um, legends. Yeah, absolute yeah. legends. Yeah. And then, you know, then I started to play some gigs in that circle and I was playing gigs with people that I was listening to and I was just like backstage and then they like, hi, nice to meet you. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Hi, nice to meet you. Like, <laughs> You're on my radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just kind of came from that. And, um, um, and, and and yeah, just from playing gigs and meeting people. And I go to a lot of gigs, I go to a lot of gigs on my own, so I just take it all in. So just, yeah, mm. from meeting people like that and then one person introduces another person, there that's is. how it went. 
And and very quickly going back to the beginning in terms of like your how how you came to music was it a musical household were there key records in the house that you remember growing up you know that you go oh man that's that's you know locking onto this or yeah that, or yeah any anything come to mind. Oh, there's like, I tell you what, actually, what it is, is when I was little, my dad was not a fan of TV. So it'd be like, we're not doing this. There was like mm-hmm. limited programs that I could watch. Yeah. And he used to look after me in the day when my mum worked and then he used to go to work in the night. So we just used to roll in the car. It was just radio. Yeah. And then when we get home, he'd sit me on the counter and um, play songs and I'd help him make dumplings or something. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> So that was just like what you do in the house. Yeah, like right. I, none of my family are musicians. You know, I think they still can't believe that I've got this thing going on because it feels like a, like a crazy, like weird career choice. And then they're just like, no one's actually a musician. Like, you yeah. know, it's just like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, music is still a big, like we, my family loves a family party. So there's like key songs, you know, soul songs, reggae, lots of reggae. Um, my mum loved things like Supremes and you know so there's lots of different things and actually that's a way that I've socialised with lots of people meeting me they'll tell me about a certain music and I'll be like oh, amazing people yeah. that show you new music are really important in your life so that's true it, it, needs, it needs to be said out loud you're, you're never going to forget the person that introduced you to, to, to something that like changed your life you know exactly never never shout out moms <laughs> there's a lot of cool mums out there yeah, yeah? Exactly. shout out mums um, well uh, yes exactly um, let's hear some more of your amazing choices perhaps we could go to Cleo because we were talking about Cleo in the break yeah um, and how great was that with that um, first headline gig that she did um, talk a little bit about this track or this artist um, I just I just love her so much like I love her so much I love her voice I love her production I love that um, I love what she speaks about and it's she's definitely become I think anyway in my opinion a voice for mm. me and my friends do you get what I mean anything we've been going through and I have sat with her music so deep when I came to that gig I actually went without my friends my friends were going but I was like no, you lot are not going to take it as seriously as me I'm going in the queue like, you're going to talk you're going to talk like don't stand next to me and I stood on the thing on my own my friends were just like I was like I can't go to the bar I can't go to the toilet nothing yeah. so they were just bringing me glasses of wine I was just standing there on my own because I didn't want to have yeah. a bad view and I cried my eyes out of promises um, wow. because it's just like a record that has set with me so heavy and then you know when you mm. see it in the flesh and I'm just like <gasps> you know I love her so much amazing yeah ditto that I, yeah I, I echo everything you're saying mm. and Cleo if you're listening perhaps you're not but if you are <laughs> maybe please don't make that the only gig you ever do please please <laughs> get out there again. we need more live Cleo Soul gigs mm, for real
Soho Radio are back. Yeah, the Aretha track. That's when when did that come out, by the way? Do you know? Oh no, I'm awful with dates. I'm not even gonna try and pretend, but um it wasn't it's not an old old one. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's Aretha no, mean that. to you? Yeah. Just when we're talking about voices and you're saying like, oh, when you're younger, blah, blah, blah. Like the only time I'd ever perform when I was younger is like for my family. And then you remember like I'd have my Walkman on. Remember Walkman? Mm. <laughs> In like a little bum bag and I'd like demand that my entire family watch at a family occasion. And just, I think if, I can't think of like set women that inspire me, but just women being themselves, expressing themselves is always really powerful. Black women expressing themselves like that is always really powerful to me. And I just love the conversation. It's like a motherly voice, like telling a young woman, like how, you know, I just, I just love the whole sentiment of that one. And I feel like there was a version with Lauren Hill, but uh, mm. I didn't have mm. that one with a verse on it, but if she produced it, I think so. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm not sure if that's right, but I think so. <laughs> Aretha's an artist like where I think of, there's a few artists like this where I think of, it's hard to imagine like when she was coming out like when she arrived like being just like a normal person and hearing it yeah, for, yeah. for the first time like hendrix is one of those people where i think about it as well like what and like you know my mom was alive and if i ask her yeah she yeah. would tell me like you can't understand it was like the craziest <laughs> yeah. thing ever but really like i can imagine because you think about all the singers that she's inspired you know she kind of like that's what i mean it's like literally paving the way this is like icon level obviously but yeah and i just love this one because i don't i don't know I've just played it or sent it to my girls when they need it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, I mean, we're talking about musical royalty here. In terms of yeah. sort of dream collabs, who who would be top of your list to make happen? Oh, do you know, now in interviews, I'm just going to be really, really honest. Like, I don't have that list because the thought of getting <clears throat> in the room with someone that I feel like is like an icon or like a hero to me is like super scary. Mm. You know, like, maybe I'll just meet them, have some dinner. Like, I don't know if I want to get in the room like that. Mm. Um, we were just talking about Erica and Jill. Icons to me. Um, yeah, but you don't want to sit in the room with Jill to sing? <laughs> Boy, he's joking. <laughs> what would I do? Like, I don't know. No, no. I mean, if it if that kind of opportunity presents itself, like you're never going to be like, I can't because I'm too nervous. Like, I'm just going to have to go and try and do something. But, um, yeah, I just if that happened in a natural way. If it happened yeah. in a natural way, it'd be better because I'd be able to say before, yeah. you know, like I'm really scared about this. <laughs> I'm like, well, what can we do? <laughs> it's funny yeah. actually. My mind just just thinking about that. My mind's just gone to Omar, who's <gasps> who's who's come down before, and like one of my faves. Obviously, my he faves. did he did that song with Stevie yeah. Wonder, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I'm suddenly just thinking, how did how did yeah. Omar like you know process that? It's like, hold on a sec, Stevie's about to come on my track. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just, like, mind-blowing. I'm so glad you brought up Omar, because I was going to play, oh, yeah. um, because he is, like, one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Like, Singular th- voice, isn't he? Like, his voice, and just, uh, just I, I love, like, UK music, and, like, mm. Omar is definitely one, like, when I was like, growing up, that's what we listened yeah. to. Yeah. I used he represents... To- yeah, 100%. Sure. <laughs> I love, love, love. His it's hard for me to imagine him like being nervous to get in the room with anyone. I couldn't that, imagine that, but I don't know him, but like I can't see it. Yeah. What are some What are some people that, who are some people that you'd love to work with that are close to you that there's no star struck thing going on that you just haven't yet, like some, some mates? Obviously that... the Ezra boys, do you know what I mean? Mm. Because yeah. it's just family vibes there. Have you not got on a track with them yet? 
We actually, I, I, uh, when I first moved to London, they were like, come, come yeah. and chill with us and play. And, we're, you know, we're working on something. Um, I'm sure that will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not like that would be a tragic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if me and Leslie didn't. Um, who else? Who else? Who else that I know? Do you know what? You're working with them all anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Like all your friends, I, like, like Sheila. Like, and, oh yeah. my, that, I literally, you know. like, that's it. Like, you know, I love her yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it's a really lucky position. I feel super lucky that that's a thing that's like, I can, you know, text her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. hopefully um, over time there will be more, obviously she was on the last record, the last the, the, the single that we just played. But, you know, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for things like that. There's so many amazing music. She was prolific. Shout out Kokoroko on tour yes. right now in Germany. It's sick. Yes. It's sick. And, uh, and let's, you're uh, quickly running out of time, but let's let's um, focus a little bit on live as well. Obviously, yeah. uh, you did us the great pleasure of coming to play a gig recently um, at Coco, which yes. was sensational. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that. And obviously you did a Lalo uh, residency as yeah, well. Yeah. Anything coming up? Anyone listening here can come and check you out or is that? sort of top secret again or what it's what, not even top you, secret you know i just reveal? don't have any gigs at the moment i just just would you the like whole to would music. you like to to get out there again and play yeah live? i think Is definitely 100 because that's how i started making you know i was on stage before i was at all ready and then it's like you know i was getting booked for 20 minute sets and i had like two songs yeah. <laughs> talk about turn it out do you know what i mean like it was just like i like that thing of connection in, in the moment, you know? And um, once you get over the nerves, which happens every time, blah, 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 it's got easier over the years, but being on stage with people in that way where you're locked in, like just mentally, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not obviously you do talk a little bit in cue, but just that moment when you're all on stage is so magic. Um, I always feel so lucky to do it. And it's really important to, for me anyway, to meet people. You know, like people, you know that people play your music at this stage, because, you know, I know, but it's just like, in the flesh is when you get to meet them and you hear things and people shout things out and you can respond and it feels that like natural and conversational and jokes, you know? Mm. So I will, definitely next year. So come find me. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> so, I mean, we gotta go, we gotta play the music and do the thank yous and goodbyes and that, but uh, you just said, after what you just said, I imagine being locked down and not going out to gigs was tough for you. So I imagine uh, this summer that just passed, you must have been out a lot. I've been out a little bit. So give me, <laughs> so give me like two or three shows from last summer that like really surprised you. You know what, actually? Um, so I want to say a lot of shows that people will know. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Cleo one, which was amazing. Um, but I also went to see Raquel Martins. Oh yeah, the Portuguese yeah. singer. She's yeah, she's been yeah. on here. She's working. Yeah. yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, and I also went to see a friend of mine, Bel Cobain, at Curve Garden, and it was there was no drums, and it was like perfect setting for me, like in mm. the garden. Like I love that kind of outdoor vibe, outdoor fairy thing, yeah. lights. I love a bit of that. Um, so that was I love her ability to storytell, you mm. know, like, and I think. She's got an amazing voice and amazing musicality and I love her ability to storytell and I love that one. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> well, Yasmin, we love you. We love your music. Thank um, you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we're going to finish with... What are we going to finish with, in fact? Well, we're we going gonna... to play as a collective ego killer, what? which just dropped. Here we go. Uh, because yep. you were 
you were talking about I was them. Just talking we were about talking them. about them, so it seems like it makes sense. Should I do the goodbye thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Yasmin Lacey, for coming on today. Thank you so it's much. It's been a pleasure. Me, thank guys. you. Appreciate it. Esmeralda, thank you for producing the show as always. The show would be so awful without you. Um, <laughs> Soho Radio, thank you. Hennessy, thank you. Nick Lewis, thank you, thank Nick you. Lewis. Thank you, the listeners. Thank you, the people of Soho, who you can see here on uh, the marvelous Broadwick Street. Um, yeah, everyone going about their day. You know, it's Friday afternoon. Get down the pub. Have a drink. Excellent. <laughs>